0: It's Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024 Coming up on the program today Shout out to all you pathetic jerk junkies Plus, one Florida school Has pulled all dictionaries out of the library Cause there's too many sexy Tantalizing words in them And a bunch of dudes looking to get paused With that funked up eight spunk Distorted View Daily Proudly presents Great moments in bladder control songs
1: Alright, now there's a little song that's called the Kegel Song to help you learn to isolate this muscle effectively. The song goes like this. You put your right hand here, you put your left hand there. You don't move any muscles in your belly or your rear. You squeeze your little sphincter so your urine won't drip out. And that's what it's all about. Now that exercise is going to help you isolate the sphincter so you're not using your abs and you're not using your buttocks. Now let's do this little song two times together to make sure we're doing it properly. Ready? Go! You put your right hand here, you put your left hand there, you don't move any muscles in your belly or your rear. you squeeze your little sphincter so your urine won't drip out, that's what it's all about. You put your right hand here, you put your left hand there. You don't move any muscles in your belly or your rear. You squeeze your little sphincter so your urine won't drip out. And that's what it's all about. All right, now you know how to do the Kegel exercise properly. So begin squeezing your sphincter the right way, and you're on your way to a drier bottom. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. My doctor wants to dilate my asshole to the size of a fucking
2: coconut. I'm going to touch the feces and masturbate with it.
3: Timothy James Henson, hold my hand while I poo. Yes,
0: it brings Tim back here with you for the Tuesday episode of DV. Have a great one for you. Uh, Yesterday on the podcast, Autistic Mexican called into the voicemail line. With a question, he asked, how many dicks have I sucked in my life? I answered as truthfully as I could. I mean, I'm not going to say it again because, you know, if you want to hear it, you got to sign up for the sideshow. What a tease, right? Most of you freaks, though, have seen my face. You don't really think it's a high number, right? How many dudes would actually allow their penises down my gullet? On the flip side, I am pretty mouthy, and I've got this effeminate voice, which is like nails on a chalkboard to some, so jamming their cock down my throat just to shut me up is a valid way to silence me. Maybe it is a higher number than you think. I sure do hope some family members are listening to this episode of DV. This would be a wonderful day for them to check out the podcast. Mommy, your little boy's a dick sucker. She knows, believe me. Speaking of dicks I've gobbled down Lord Douche uh, recently asked me He was like uh, Have you been talking about me on your show again? Because a lot of times he'll be downstairs when I'm recording And he'll he'll catch words here and there Like he'll hear Lord Douche But he, he can't understand exactly what I'm saying Most of the time I lie to him Which I find to be the best policy The basis for a nice solid relationship like, I'm going to say, oh, yeah, for 20 minutes on my show, I was ranting and raving about what an insane person you are. Most of the time, I'm just like, oh, yeah, someone called into the voicemail line. They wanted an update on your car situation, you know, something, which is true. That does happen. But more often than not, it's, you know, me bitching about him. He's just such an odd fellow. To me, he seems like uh, a bit of a control freak. I don't know if you've got that from everything i've told you about him in a lot of ways it's worked out to my benefit you know he has a very particular way of doing things it's the only right way to do them in his eyes and us mere mortals could never possibly comprehend and complete said tasks in a manner that is satisfactory for instance, washing dishes. I've mentioned this before, but when I wash dishes, I tend to use hot water, you know, to get all the gunk and uh, crusties off. I use the dish soap. I use the sponge. A little scrubbing. I don't know. It seems like standard dish washing practices. Lord Douche is very anti-heat when it comes to cleaning, for reasons uh, still unknown. The closest thing I could get to an answer fr- from him is uh, something about lime buildup. Yeah, lime in calcium deposits, which I don't think is a real problem. When you're spraying down a dish for two seconds under the hot water, using a sponge and then wiping them dry, Like, I, I just don't feel like lime buildup is a big issue so i refuse to follow his instructions when it comes to dishwashing i do it my way i have since been forbidden to do dishes i'm devastated over the whole thing it's like this is your punishment i'm not allowed to clean dishes okay this same scenario has pretty much played out over every activity chore and project around the house when it's time to make dinner, Lord Noosh is like, I will do it. You cannot be trusted to use the stove. Or you use the wrong mixing bowl. The errors I make are endless, apparently. So, you know, he just he's like, okay, I'm going to go make dinner. Which, again, is fine in my book. Yeah, I'm very appreciative that he, he is going to do this. I feel like, you know, he decides to make dinner on his own for the wrong reasons. The only reason he's doing it is so I don't fuck everything up. That also means that even though he's doing all of the uh, preparation, I still have to be down there with him. He'll be like, Tim, get down here. And I like hop to it. I'm like, Ooh, maybe Lord Douche needs my help. I can be of assistance. Like, I can at least hand him spatulas and stuff. Pretty hard to fuck that up. But alas, I am asked to do nothing. He just needs me to be in the room with him, which is like super annoying because like I could be doing other stuff working on my show but he's like no just sit down in the chair and be out of my way i'm like okay he just wants like he wants me to witness him slaving over this hot kitchen stove. the other thing is he's just he's just angry about everything like he'll be looking at uh, the recipe for something he'll be working and then all of a sudden he'll realize he needs salt and instead of just getting the salt he'll be like god damn it why the fuck don't they tell you that you're gonna need salt before this that should have been in step two. Doesn't make any sense when you're mixing all the dry ingredients. Put the shawl in there. And then, you know, he's slamming stuff. And then occasionally, once in a while, I will get to do something. And it's only because of my height, right? I'm tall. So he'll be like, "Yeah, uh, hey, can you get me the uh, the oil? Which for some reason is in like a higher cabinet. So I, uh, I grab the oil and then he'll... Inevitably, it's always the wrong one. He's like, no! That's vegetable oil. I need olive oil. And then I'll grab another one. I'll be like, No! That's the oil that's in the plastic container. I need the oil that's in the glass one. I just feel like he sets me up for failure. He, he wants this to be. He wants me to get the wrong one. That way he can yell over and over. Incorrect, Tim. You fucked up again. The other thing uh, about Lord Douche is he's kind of the king of clutter. I've mentioned this before. He's not a dirty person, but I don't think we've ever thrown away like an Amazon box. Bubble wrap, any sort of shipping supplies, Lord Douche needs at some point. He thinks it's going to come in handy. We shop a lot at uh, Costco, and so a lot of times there's that stuff comes in big boxes. So we'll get like some I don't know some sort of like Mediterranean rice that comes in packets, you know, that you microwave, and it comes in a big cardboard box. And so uh, we hold on to that. So there's just like these towers in the house of boxes. And things just precariously placed on top of the boxes. Because, like, when Lord Douche needs to cook, he needs a lot of counter space. So he just moves things and puts them on these towers of boxes. And, you know, I'm a big fat ass. I can't maneuver. And, you know, sometimes my butt will, like, brush up against these boxes, knock stuff over. And, uh, of course, Lord Douche loses his mind. He's like, don't you see where you're going? Be careful. Be aware of your surroundings. Like, I'm always getting that speech. I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, who the fuck put pie tins on top of a Wayfair box, on top of a pasta maker, on top of an old e-machines desktop computer from 1996? And why is that all in the kitchen? The, re- the reason why I bring this up is because today, Lord Douche and I went to this, uh, like, farmer's market place, and uh, they were selling uh, meatloaf, like meatloaf and mashed potatoes that was already made or whatever. So we brought that home for lunch, and uh, they they give you those real real flimsy plastic forks. And so Lord Douche was like, "Do you want a do you want a real fork with that?" And I said, "Yes." How sweet of you, my love. And so uh, he uh, he got up to go get the forks and totally knocked over this huge tower of crap. And of course, I laughed and said things like, "Watch where you're going. Be aware of your surroundings." You know, like a real bitch throwing that shit right back in his face. He refused to acknowledge, though, that he was being careless and uh, wasn't looking where he was going. No, no. When when he knocks shit over, it's because it must have been moved somehow. That's the first thing he said. Did you move this? This wasn't like this before. I'm like, no, I don't touch anything because I get in trouble when I do. That came right after uh, he knocked over a plate. On the weekend, he made, uh, like, eggs and toast and stuff, and he put the toast on a ceramic plate, and uh, he moved his arm at some point. We were sitting down eating. He moved his arm, hit the plate. The plate flew to the ground, smashed into a million pieces, and at first, he didn't say a word. I just, I got up, you know, and I got, like, the broom and everything, and was, like, cleaning everything up, and it's like he was formulating his answer to to what happened. He was trying to figure it out, because obviously, he could, he would never knock over a plate so the best he could come up with is something was wrong something was wrong with the this is a plate we've had for as long as I've known him right 13 years he said something was wrong with the plate <laughs> I don't know I don't know how something could be wrong with the plate but he said something's wrong with the plate to make it slide like that. He, he's like, the plate shouldn't be slippery. And I'm just looking at him like, what the fuck? You're blaming the plate? I was like, he knocked it over with it. Like, he was making a sweeping gesture with his arm and hand, accidentally brushed up against it. That should be the end of it. I accidentally pushed the plate over. No, it's a slippery, slick plate. The plate, uh, attention, we gotta go through all our plates now. We've got a defective plate like the plate is breaking down or something like that's not how plates work it's not like the plate is on the fritz a a capacitor has gone bad it's shorting out the plate the plate is the same plate it's always been i feel like this bears repeating but uh lord douche is crazy i can't help but think though like what if i would have knocked over that plate i don't think the plate would be at fault Lord would not be attempting to measure the viscosity quotient of the plate, or whatever. It would pretty much just be like, God damn it, Tim! You broke a plate swinging your big, long monkey arms around. I can't tell if it's because you're Italian or you're a faggot. You can't help but flail around. Keep your arms down to your side when you speak. I'm gonna take a whole goddamn roll of tape and adhere your arms to your body so you can't move them around. And then uh, I would try to speak up. I'd be like, "Um, uh, yes, but I I think what happened was uh, the plate was slippery. That's the dumbest, lamest excuse I ever heard. Plate slippery. We've had this plate for as long as I've known you. What does that even mean, a slippery plate? Stupid. You're stupid. Anyway, that's uh, the latest on Lord Douche. I'm sure he's ecstatic I'm talking about him once again. Well, he just keeps doing boneheaded shit. I have to mention it. All right, let's move on. I got some audio to share with you today. We begin with uh, someone at the very start of a new relationship. I just shared what it's like to be with someone for 13 years. Now let's check in with someone who has known a dude for 13 minutes. Shortly after they met, he used the N-word and she was like, all right, I'm out. There's probably not going to be a date number two. If you ask me, she scares away too easy. I mean, give the guy a chance to explain himself. Maybe he's like one of those U-tards who's trying to change the meaning of the N-word. Make it a nice thing. Honestly, though, I'm uh, totally with this girl. She made the right call. Even if you were given the N-word card, a pass that was signed by, like, Al Sharpton... And Louis Farrakhan And the descendants of Martin Luther King All of those people Still, whipping out the N-word on the first date That is a ballsy move One that sadly did not pay off for this young man So according to the caption That begins this video POV, you find out your date might be racist So you dip and he follows you home. What's worse than a racist? A creepy racist stalker. For a second, like
4: a Do you not get
1: aggressive with me at all. I'm not all. aggressive,
3: but I'm asking you to be honest with me. And you weren't.
1: I'm so... so what, was, what was my option?
3: The- I think we
0: can all lay out his options. First and foremost, you could uh, not follow her home. He has really hit strike three. On the first date. Saying the N-word was strike one. Following her home was strike two. And now he's all, like, whiny and crying. It's a real turnoff. Do
1: not get aggressive with me at all. Yeah.
0: Why not just take a swing at her at this point? Just pop her right in the eye. Maybe that'll just turn everything around for you. Knock some sense into her. Realize she's having a great time on this first date. You know what? He did let me order the lobster. He did hold the door open for me. I've been focusing too much on the negative.
1: I'm so. What was, what was my option? Bewildered, and, and I am. Again?
0: S- I've <laughs> never heard from you. I, I've been down this road. Okay,
1: but we you hmm, don't.
0: Do I detect some incel
1: flavor? I've you never- don't know me. Never- Why would you follow me home? I feel so unsafe right now. The fact that you we followed, followed me we home like so when-
0: That's another hallmark of a great first date. The police are called
3: when I just- when I did not hear that way. I said, I am the, fur- a- I am the furthest from racist person, but I'm not. No,
1: from- you're. Yeah, a- go
3: ahead and start crying.
0: That's a big turn on.
1: Not because I- 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 the I'm furthest a- oh my- person God. from racist would
3: never use that oh word. My
0: God. All right. I'm calling my black friends right now. So, you- no, yeah, I no, don't.
3: No, I'm being so fucking serious I don't right want. No. no the- not- yeah,
0: let him. Let him call his black friends. I want to see where this is going. See, I would let this scenario play out. There's no way a black person answers that phone. He'd end up either saying, uh, I, I guess they're not there. I can't get a hold of them. I think he's at a doctor's appointment or something. Or one of his white friends would pick up and try to do a black voice. And if that happened, if that was captured in this clip, I would uh, orgasm. I'd be coming so hard right now. Be the greatest fucking thing we ever featured on TV. Oh, no,
3: I, I I, am not. I am. He's not racist. Yes, because I drove an hour.
0: Yeah. And
1: what like what kind was, of respect do you what have? What kind of respect did you <gasps> receive?
0: Oh, you could tell his this is where his demeanor changes. I think he realizes that there's no saving this date, so now it's like scorched earth time. You're in for an earful, honey. Do
3: you what have- kind of respect did you <gasps> receive for what type of respect okay. did I get when you left me at the fucking bar, you
2: bitch? Huh? Oh. What kind
3: of fucking respect did I get when I spent $300 on you, you fucking cunt? All right, go fuck
0: yourself. Also, how about we do a movie for date number two? I hear the color purple's good. Well, unfortunately, I do not think this was a love connection. A uh, hot tip for guys. Don't spend $300 on your first date. You want to ease into those big bucks outings, you know. When, when you're positive, you're going to get some pussy out of her. And, you know, you find out that she's okay with you using the N-word. That's when you can start to shower her with gifts. And slurs, apparently. Moving on, I kind of wanted to balance that last clip. You know, a couple people who are not compatible together. With this next segment, a bunch of guys who are romantic matches. As a matter of fact, when we check in with these dudes, we're already at the sex portion of the evening. Kind of goes beyond sex. It's breeding, really. Not only that, these are bug chasers and gift givers. Yes, AIDS. We're talking about AIDS. Luke or look. I don't know. It's L U K with a couple of umlauts over the U. You guys, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. You need to make it easy for me when it comes to pronunciation. I'm a moron. Anyway, here uh, is a compilation video of a bunch of men giving a bunch of other men AIDS. Is
3: it toxic. Yeah, it's fucking toxic. Yeah, push up that toxic fucking gun. Yeah, yeah, look at that gun. It's so fucking. Ugly.
0: My only criticism of this video is I wish they were speaking more clearly into the microphone. I'd like to make sound clips out of things like You're My AIDS Dumpster and uh, Toxic Cunt, which is a great name for a band, by the way. Like an all-ladies metal band. We're Toxic Cunt! Better yet, if there are any lady freaks out there looking for a, a username, you know, maybe for the for the sideshow or for the voicemail line, toxic cunt is up for grabs.
3: Yeah, fuck prep. I want your fucking heads, dad. Yeah, my fucking aids. Yeah, I want you to pause me, dad. Fuck uh, yeah, I'll pause your fucking
0: yeah. They're whispering because the kids are sleeping in the bedroom
3: next door. Don't want to wake them up. Clock, man. You gonna fucking give me my pause to you? Knock it up. Yeah, yeah. I want you to fucking knock it up. Oh, fuck yeah! I
0: want to get in there. Dude's having a little trouble getting his wiener inside of the man's butthole. I really know how to paint a picture, don't I? When I'm describing these videos, look where that man's dingaling is going. There are certain words and terms that these guys say that skeeve me the fuck out. I don't like man cunt. Also, not a fan of uh, when they say knock me up. I don't. I don't like that. Not sure why. It's all about like impregnating them with. Uh Jizz babies or
2: something.
0: Yeah. you
4: fucking in fucking HIV, man.
0: That I'm, I'm okay with that.
4: Have your baby.
2: Yep. Have your fucking baby in me, man. <sighs> right there, right there. Yep, right there. Just go. Yep. Ha. Yeah, Charlie. <sighs> Fuck yeah, man. Fuck your paws. Cock in me.
3: Yeah, I need it so bad.
0: The other thing I've noticed with these uh, pause me up videos, and it's a big reason why I could not be a part of this community, I noticed that uh, anal sex hygiene goes right out the window. There's really no douching involved beforehand, no cleaning up, no preparing. What I'm saying is, there's a lot of shit dick. I guess maybe that's like part of it for them, you know? It's, it's like dirty and raw. Fucking yeah,
3: no meds, huh? Take my no fucking pause. Yeah. yeah, fuck it, yeah, man. Just fucking
0: destroy my ass! Rape my boy, pussy! And unload your toxic,
3: diseased cum in my shitter! Do it! Fuck. <sighs> Please make me fucking pause. I want that fucking pause
0: loading me so bad. Well, there's my new ringtone. Yeah.
3: Oh, Hmm. fuck, that's so hot.
0: To each their own. I don't know how much of this you want to hear. I think we've already crossed that threshold where you're like, "Mm, that's enough.
3: Read my shit. Come on. Give me that fucking nasty load, yo. Pause pussy.
0: Pause pussy, that's also a good term. Oh, yes. Fucking take that AIDS. Oh,
3: you Just slide Oh, Uh, oh, okay. Will you give AIDS to me? Because I'm ball chasing. Shoot your pass load into me. Will you give AIDS to me? Alright, thank you very
0: much, Corey It's Toxic Low Tuesday The jingle works much better when it's Anal Thursday da nah, 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 it's Anal Thursday See what I mean? Alright, what other depraved sex freaks can we feature on today's podcast? Oh, I've got some great news One of my favorite podcasts has returned with a new episode The good news is, it's not gay We're done with the gay shit for today The bad news is, it's this guy.
4: Hello, masturbators. Are you a pussy-free jerk junkie?
0: That's right! It's a brand new episode of (laughs) Podcasturbation! Yes, it's the show for and produced by cunt-deprived chronic masturbators. If you listen closely, you can actually hear the host masturbating while he speaks. I don't know of another podcast that does this. Truly an innovation. He's a pioneer in the uh, podcasting space, recording this show while wanking. I don't know how he doesn't lose focus.
4: You saw that title, Gooning for Pussy-Free Jerk Junkies?
0: That's the episode title today.
4: (laughs) I just love knowing that some of you are little virgin, sweet little virgin males that have never been in a pussy and you're So shy you'll probably never get in a pussy. Or maybe you're you've tried to fuck, you've tried to fuck and failed and you're a fuck failure. I love fuck failure, see
0: Another great potential username for a listener, fuck failure. Who've had opportunity for pussy and just
4: failed and couldn't penetrate, couldn't fuck, couldn't satisfy a woman.
0: I believe we all know a fuck failure.
3: Yourself.
0: Well, that's the only one who will be fucking her Because you sure as hell won't be, right? Alright, let's get back to podcasturbation.
4: Or maybe you're an older guy and Masturbated so much now you've ruined yourself and You're a limpotent, impotent limp noodle Impotent masturbator now
0: I think that's the category the host puts himself in
4: You'll never get pussy again Oh, that makes me so sexually aroused. I love
0: that. What a weird thing to get off to. I love the idea of other guys who can't get it up. Defective penises gets me rock hard. That and pussy deprivation. I also uh, don't want to sound like a broken record here, but Limpotent would also make a fantastic username.
4: Mm, It feels so good to share it and know how good... You feel in your own hand pussy and how good I feel in my own hand pussy. Oh, that penis feels... So good, doesn't it? Oh, hand pussy, hand pussy, hand pussy. Oh, we don't need pussy pussy. We need hand pussy. No pussy pussy. We need hand pussy.
0: Okay, you need to stop saying hand pussy. It's almost as bad as the AIDS dude begging to be knocked up. I don't like it, and I respectfully ask that you cut that shit out.
4: You want pussy? Oh, give me pussy, please. Please only have some pussy. Please only have some pussy. But there's no pussy from masturbators No pussy
0: for masturbators
4: Masturbators don't
0: get this, pussy Okay, this goes on for like another 15 minutes or so I think you pretty much get the idea of what's contained in this episode of Podcasturbation Finally, before we get into the news Let's switch gears and feature a Linda Finkel Hall of Fame nominee
3: For you are my junkie
0: Well, yes, that is a Linda Finkel Hall of Famer Doris Luan I believe she's singing in honor of the podcast herbation episode all about jerk junkies. But I actually have a new Linda Finkel Hall of Fame nominee. Oh, Doris is not done yet. Doris, honey.
3: Come over here.
0: You've already been featured.
3: Ooh, my baby, let's cry. Let's not be dry in our eyes. Let's share our emotions. All right,
0: okay, I think that's enough, Doris. Today, I have a Linda Finkel Hall of Fame nominee who is doing a cover of an ACDC song. And I think he chose that simply because of the natural pitch in his voice. <laughs> Sounds just like ACDC,
1: doesn't it? I don't
0: think we need to take the highway to hell. We're already there. Here it comes, freaks. This is where he's going to turn this all around. I'm on the
3: highway to hell. Highway to hell. Highway to hell. I'm on the highway
0: to hell. I'm still pulling for this guy. You know what? I'm going to fast forward uh, towards the middle of the song. Maybe he just needs to get warmed up. Okay, another chorus.
3: I waited. Ah. Don't stop me.
0: Oh, oh, oh. I don't think we could stop you if we wanted to. You're like a runaway train that has unfortunately derailed. Well, there you go. Linda Finko Hall of Fame nominee for your Tuesday. And with that, let's get into the Crazy Bizarre twist. Did I
3: fuck Up News. Right
0: if you guys are not Sideshow members, oh my god, you're missing out. What exactly are you missing out on? Three full-length episodes of DV every week. They're exclusive. They're just for paying freaks. But I've got some great news for you. Sideshow memberships are very inexpensive. Sign up today and you'll be getting five episodes of Distorted View Daily
3: every week.
0: That's a lot of cum farts and AIDS porn. Some might say too much. You know who says that? Soft, weak soy boys. That's who say it. And you're not that, right? Prove it. Sign up for the Sideshow right now. Memberships are very inexpensive. Only $6.99 a month. Even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. Go to superfreakside.com right now. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. If you happen to uh, listen to Distorted View through Spotify, you can sign up right in the app. If you go that route uh, in Spotify, you'll get your free episodes right alongside the Sideshow exclusive episodes. So that's pretty cool. Same deal with Apple Podcasts. You can sign up right in that app. For more information on all the ways to sign up, superfreaksideshow.com and, of course, distortedview.com. Other ways to support DV, we've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distortedview. Thank you so much to everyone who's pledging a few bucks every month to keep this show afloat. If you pledge at least $5, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. Nice little perk there. Uh, Again, patreon.com slash distortedview. Okay, three very quick stories now. First up, we got one from New Zealand here. In a notable victory for personal expression and awareness raising, Auckland builder Taylor Crawshaw successfully defended his right to keep his personalized license plate, which reads, Nutsacks.
1: Because his nuts start quivering and then his dick got hard.
0: Yes, Alexis K. Tyler, those type of nuts. By the way, where has Alexis K. Tyler been? I got an email not too long ago from a freak who was like, you gotta check out Alexis K. Tyler's Instagram profile. She's talking about how some woman is trying to get her arrested. There's some drama going on and I never really got to the bottom of it. Maybe one of you uh, freaks who want to play investigative reporter or journalist Can uh, look into Alexis K and get back to me I'd like the abridged version of what's going on Anyway, back to the testicle-themed license plates Uh, The plates, which Crawshaw used to promote testicular cancer awareness I have a hard time believing that I think originally he was just trying to be funny And then the second he got the letter saying he was going to have to turn in his license plate He was like, no, it's all about cancer awareness. I'm raising money. If you make me get rid of these license plates, you're basically taking money out of the hands of researchers who are doing important work to save lives. You fucking monsters. Why do you want people to die of cancer? What the hell's wrong with you? And then I bet you he ran right to the media to get some news stories printed about this. It's exactly what I would have done. This guy really, really wanted to keep his nutsack license plate. David Seymour, the future deputy prime minister, played a pivotal role in this saga. The prime minister got involved? I guess government's really not that busy in New Zealand. There's not a lot to do. He urged the transport minister to reconsider the case, highlighting the importance of Crawshaw's cause. This intervention marked a significant moment in the discussion around freedom of expression and public health awareness. Krasha20 from T-A-T-T-T-T-T-O or something has had the plates for three years, originally acquiring them in a, a light-hearted spirit. I'm telling you, he just thought balls was funny. However, he later repurposed them, see, to focus attention on testicular cancer, a cause he feels strongly about. Yeah, now, now that his plates were almost taken from him, Ball cancer really became a pet project for him Uh, The plates, initially approved 11 years ago Did not attract controversy until the recent complaint Yeah, apparently someone complained And then the transportation department started to look into this To clarify his intent, Crawshaw added stickers above the license plate That says, uh, check ya So it basically says, check ya nutsack That's what made it uh, a cancer awareness license plate, I guess he noted that the feedback from the public had been overwhelmingly positive, with many people expressing support and sharing the message on social media. By the way, check out the chapter artwork if you want to see the nut sacks plate. I'll also post it in the show notes today. The situation escalated with the Transportation Authority contacting Crawshaw. That followed a complaint about the plate's supposed sexual implications. Despite Crawshaw explaining their purpose, the Transportation Authority initially decided to revoke their approval. That decision prompted Crawshaw to seek support from the Prime Minister, who quickly addressed the issue with the Transport Minister. Prime Minister emphasized the choice between upholding an individual's complaint and supporting a life-saving health message. That's when the Transportation Authority reconsidered their decision. Following the intervention, the uh, authority revised their stance, allowing Kroshaw to keep the plates on the condition that the check-ya message remains prominent. (laughs) Nice compromise there. This resolution was welcomed by Croshaw, who viewed it as a reminder of the importance of standing up for one's beliefs. He really has become quite the free speech figurehead. Seymour's role in the case has been lauded as a victory for common sense and a testament to his commitment to defending personal freedoms. The issue also resonated with a broader concern about excessive government interference in individuals' lives. Second story we have for you today... On January 19th, just a few days ago, a late-night incident at Buffalo Wild Wings in Lawrence, Indiana, led to the arrest of 25-year-old Justin Carpenter. What the hell went down? Well, after the restaurant closed on Sunday, Carpenter, seeking fried pickles, approached the establishment at around midnight. You know when you get those cravings for fried pickles in the middle of the night? Your first thought is, uh, I gotta get to a Buffalo Wild Wings! I guess fried pickles are okay in so much as uh, anything fried is good. But if you're going for a fried-based app, it's either mozzarella sticks or fried mushrooms. That's your S-tier fried uh, appetizer, especially if you're drunk. And I'm guessing this guy was very drunk. I'll tell you why. Because you need that grease and you need the breading to soak up the alcohol. Fried pickles are a bad option because uh, they're they're much smaller, and of course you're going to get less breading, and plus you got the pickles, which can be sour, and you don't want to introduce something sour like that after you've been drinking, your stomach's already kind of probably queasy if you're going to have a hangover. No, no, you want to stay away from pickles. You want cheese, you want greasy mushrooms, deep fried. I don't know if this is a controversial opinion or not, but this is why I'm here. Saying the things that need to be said All right, uh, in a misguided Attempt to persuade the staff To reopen the kitchen Yeah, that's the other problem The Buffalo Wild Wings was closed So this dude's trying to like sweeten the pot He's like, look, I really need my damn pickles So how's about In exchange for said pickles How's about uh, I trade you a smorgasbord Variety of drugs I just happen to have on me Drugs for fried pickles seems like a good deal. Let's see if the kitchen staff at Buffalo Wild Wings bites. Uh, Yes, in a misguided attempt to persuade the staff to reopen the kitchen, Carpenter, who was already under surveillance due to a prior drug arrest and wearing an ankle monitor, proposed a unique exchange. He offered the Buffalo Wild Wings employees, including two minors, an assortment of drugs in return for the fried pickles. According to police... Carpenter offered uh, items including marijuana, cocaine, ecstasy, and vape cartridges filled with THC. I mean, that is a, a very generous offer. All of that in exchange for fried pickles, which normally costs, what, $8.99? $10.99? I mean, come on. it's a It's a no-brainer if you ask me. Carpenter, along with a male companion, was reported to have said, If you make us some fried pickles, I'll make it worth it. He said it just like that Like, I'll make it worth it And then winked However, the employees declined the offer And Carpenter left the premises Before exiting, he allegedly left Three small bags of marijuana on the counter Instructing a manager to give those bags to the kids What a sweet guy Why, are, why is this dude being arrested? He's, like, fucking awesome Even after being, like, turned away You know, he leaves with no fried pickles and still, he drops a few bags for the kids, you know, a little parting gift. The police later located Carpenter at a nearby Speedway gas station where he was arrested. Searches conducted post-arrest revealed various narcotics, uh, narcotics in his possession and in his vehicle, including marijuana, cocaine, oxycodone. Uh, Xanax, THC cartridges, and scales with white powder residue. Following his arrest, Carpenter faces several felony and misdemeanor narcotics charges and has been detained in the county jail. He's also involved in two separate drug cases from the previous year, which led to the use of the GPS ankle monitor. A court has issued an order prohibiting Carpenter from contacting Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh no! How's he going to get his fried pickles when he, you know, when he needs that? Fried Pickle Fix. Uh, he's also not allowed to contact the employees should he be released. So, there you go. And finally today, freaks, oh, looky here. We just happen to have one from our most fucked up state. Say it with me. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh yeah. Crazy Jesus. Praise. Give me a hallelujah.
4: Get
3: hallelujah. a home Florida. our yeah. most fucked up state. Yeah. You can hear me now to the Uh, you know,
0: Florida is one of the largest book banning states. Oh, those crusty ass Puritans love to rip literature off the shelves. Especially if it's a book with ass thumping gay sex in it.
3: I want that fucking pause loading me so
0: bad. That's uh, an excerpt from the audiobook version of a young adult novel that was available in elementary schools statewide, titled "The Berenstein Barebacks Breed a Pause Slut." It's admittedly one of the racier titles in the Berenstein Bareback collection. Well, uh has Florida gone too far at this point? Many say yes. Why? Because now they're just they're taking dictionaries out of libraries because kids are looking up sexy words like nipple. Yeah according to Florida law, you can't have anything sexual in these books and the dictionary is very titillating. Who hasn't masturbated while looking up the definition to Cunnilingus? This is what we used to do, but you know, before the internet. Porn was hard to come by. All right, in a move that seems straight out of a satirical novel, a Florida school district has recently pulled 1,600 books from its shelves, a list that astonishingly includes dictionaries and encyclopedias. This action, taken in the Escumbia County School District, is part of a compliance check with a new state law that prohibits books with sexual content raising eyebrows and questions about the criteria used for such dumb fucking decisions. Among the removed items are seemingly innocuous resources like five dictionaries, eight encyclopedias. I wonder if they were like entire sets of encyclopedias or just certain letters. You know how encyclopedias are broken up by letter. Definitely S has to go, sex, H for homosexuality, trans, T has to go, A is a problematic letter, anal, anus, analingus. I don't know if the encyclopedia has a large analingus category, but, you know, better safe than sorry. V has to go, vagina, V for vagina. All right, uh, yes, among the removed items are seemingly innocuous resources like five dictionaries, eight encyclopedias, and even some Guinness World Record books. I'll never forget the entry in the Guinness Book of World Records for Hardest Power Fuck. Do you think the world's largest gangbang is included in the Guinness Book of World Records? It should be. All right. Uh, It's quite a feat. Additionally, the district is scrutinizing books on diseases and biographies of well-known figures, such as Oprah Winfrey. She's black. That has nothing to do with the story, but I just want you all to know that Oprah Winfrey is black. I like to point out the race and ethnicity of people. Thurgood Marshall. Black. Lady Gaga. Black. And even Anne Frank. She's a blue. Not the color. It's a mixture of black and Jew. She's a black Jew. Yeah, uh, Anne Frank's Diary of a Young Girl uh, has been pulled off the shelf. Even conservative commentator Bill O'Reilly, whose books are also under review, has called the situation absurd and preposterous. He's only saying that because his own books are under review. While the books are not officially banned, they remain unavailable until a certified media specialist reviews each one to ensure compliance with Florida's House Bill 1069. I love that that House Bill ends in 69. Signed by Governor Ron DeSantis, a Republican presidential candidate, not anymore, this legislation outlaws school books deemed pornographic or that depict sexual conduct. It also places restrictions on discussions around sexual orientation or gender identity. Since the law's enactment in July, any resident can challenge a book's appropriateness, leading to its removal for review. This has put the spotlight on Escambia County, making it a battleground in the national debate over book bans. Now, the district insists that these reviews don't automatically lead to bans, but will determine the future availability of the books based on their alignment with the Uh, Bill 1069, the superintendent of Escambia County School District has expressed commitment to following regulations while providing diverse literary options for students. Now, while you can't use the dictionary in the school library anymore, you can check out seven different varieties of children's Bibles, including the illustrated Holy Bible children's daily devotional bible scratch and sniff holy bible choose your own salvation bible and holy christ on a cross the definitive edition of the bible with new commentary and annotation by jesus christ himself foreword written by elton john and i'm just getting word now that that has been banned florida is not playing around uh there you go that my friends is your distorted news for tuesday let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of ya Love to hear from you freaks, and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com/slash distortedviewshow show. You know all the ways to contact me at this point. If not, check our show notes. I think I include that information there. I don't
3: know. Hey, Tim, it's Delvin. I'm just calling in to be like, hey, I'm working out doing i for
1: pressed. press. your man stuff. Yeah, great.
0: Send pics, please. Especially if you're, like, wearing sweatpants and your ass crack is all sweaty. Daddy, want to see those damp spots so I can imagine burying my nose in there. I'm
2: sorry. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. i a fucking creep. You hear me, who? It comment is another Tim was right, comma, Ooh, damn it. My Call? favorite kind of calls. Uh, this is about the woman who was complaining the next day about the lack of sauces. In her, her fast food order
0: Fucking ridiculous And you had
2: suggested you know, just keep some sauces at home
0: Yes because Inevitably fast food workers Will fuck up and uh, to avoid A calamity you know if you have a couple Extras in the house You know you, you won't get as upset
2: And but you know what Just very recently My wife and I got takeout, out And they forgot the sauces So what did we do Did we freak out no did what you are advising people to do.
0: You went on a fast food shooting spree. I think that's what I was advocating yesterday. We used sauces we had at home. Oh, oh, that yes, good idea.
2: Greetings, friends and freaks, hey, and Tim unicorn. Uh, checking in, unicorn hamster here. I'm calling because uh, I actually didn't know what day you would play this on the for the freebies. I was hoping though. No. I just wanted to let everybody know that ever since you do the two-day-a-week and three-day-a-week, you know, uh, that switch-up, that's great, man. It feels like a threesome. Uh, two women at the same time, but any who... That's a- right.
0: If you want to feel like you're participating in a threesome, sign up for the sideshow. That's what Unicorn Hamster's saying. I don't understand it, but he's saying it. Over
2: here, watching a comedy classic. And I was wondering, then, if you like these old... Uh, it seems like these comedies don't exist anymore. Right now I'm watching Spaceballs. Oh, love Spaceballs. You know that type of comedy? Oh, yeah. Stupid comedy. Like the Naked Gun type. And uh,
0: Oh, yeah. Lord Douche loves Naked Gun. Uh, we watch that all the time. Whenever it's on TV, we we have it on. You know. It's been on a lot lately. Last year or so, I've been seeing a lot of Naked Gun,
2: uh, like the second one and the third Mel one. Mel Brooks. A lot of these Mel Brooks comedies, it doesn't seem like... Uh, yeah,
0: there's a lot of Mel Brooks movies I haven't seen yet. I've seen Blazing Saddles, of course. I've seen Spaceballs, History of the World Part 1 I've seen. I haven't seen Uh, Frank... Uh, what's the Frankenstein one? I can't remember the name of it.
2: These movies are around anymore. Young
0: Frankenstein, I
2: guess? Well, they still have spoofs, but... Uh... I don't, I was, and I haven't seen the producers. Oh, it just seems like a lot of singing. No, not <laughs> as good in my opinion, and wanted your opinion also. Yeah, uh, I
0: love, I love, I I love stupid humor. Um, Dumb and Dumber, I love, I love the sequel to Dumb and Dumber. I don't think that one did as well. You know, the, not the they did like a sequel without Jim Carrey. It was like when they were young or whatever. I didn't care for that one. But the one that came out a few years ago with Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey, I thought was hilarious because <laughs> I like
2: stupid shit. What is the time from Distorted View experience the most, the most growth? Oh. Excuse me if I'm not talking right. I had a weird week, but I'm just curious what time, what period has Distorted view daily.
0: Well, there's like there's like an artificial growth period. There was like that time um, several years ago when podcasting kind of hit the mainstream and everyone was starting to you know be aware of and listen to and yes, even start their own. So there was like a bunch of new people listening, but that's just because there were so many more like new like a pool of people. And then there was a period, I think in uh, 2010 2011. That was a very big growth period. And thankfully, a lot of those freaks have stuck around. I mean, you hear it all the time when they call into the voicemail. I've been listening since 2010, 2012, whatever. So thank you guys so much for uh, sticking with DV. I always say it, but uh, as long as you guys are here, I will continue doing it. And you know, that that means even if I stroke out, I've made that promise to you. You will hear me all strokey. The least I could do after making fun of Dick Clark for so many years. When he was hosting the the uh, the ball dropping after he had a stroke, I hope that answers your question. Oh, we're not done with the call Experience yet.
2: Experience the it most just goes on and on. Growth, <laughs> the most downloads, like the new freaks. Oh. Uh, I'm guessing it was uh, during the pandemic time. Maybe. Oh, that was a
0: good period too. Yeah. in
2: between now and 2017. I'm uh, just curious. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, honestly, and, uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't pay attention to, like, downloads and stats and all that, but I try not to. Some people are very focused on it, and that's probably a good thing, right? They, like, you know, they, they pour over this data, and they're like, all right. This is how we're gonna get more listeners. We've gotta do more shows like this, more segments like this. We gotta start posting our show earlier at this time. Start going after this demographic, and you know, and they're very, very successful. I don't do that. I would I would go crazy. I would have a heart attack, probably. Just just stress and anxiety. The less I know what's going on, I feel like the better mentally I do. I just sort of hope for the best. I would make a great CEO for a company. Or an accountant, or something. I don't know. Just it's good enough. Let's hope for the best. That's
3: kind of what Back on the show. What's going on, team? Anyway, I just want to say I really love you guys and keep fucking my nuts.
0: All right. Well, thank you. I Got some of that at first. Like the first, I don't know, ten seconds of that call, I didn't think it was in English, but ultimately, it seemed like it was a very a nice phone call. So I'll allow it. What up, faggot? Hey, I was... uh, And then we get this guy.
2: (laughs) Should have stopped at that last fucking call. Wondering about um, something that you often talk about, and that is when you go on your old lady walks.
3: Thank you.
2: Now, I know you also have dogs, and you never mentioned that you take your dogs during your old lady walk, and I know from the experience of owning a dog, if I were to go on a walk without him... He would be pissed. He would never forgive me. So do you just leave your dogs at home like an asshole when you go on these walks? Or do you just take your dogs and then you just didn't mention that that's part of your old lady walks? It's very fucking important information I'm seeking out. Okay, thanks.
0: Well, you know, when I started doing my old lady walks again, it was, what, last summer, July, August. And it, it was very hot. It was, like, in the 90s. And I didn't want, I thought about taking the dog. Notice, I said dog. There's no way I would take both of them. How would, I, how would I be able to focus on my old lady walking with with my? They're horrible, by the way. When I'm walking, them they're all over the place. I need to get them more trained <laughs> to, to walk properly with me. They're just literally like all over the place, right? When I'm walking, you know, I want to get my uh, what? What is it? Six miles I'm doing, and if I'm stopping every fucking two seconds to smell leaves with the dogs, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna take me all day. I want to be done in like an hour and a half, you know? I'm a very busy person. I got stuff to do. But my dogs aren't like your dogs. They don't freak out at the sight of me leaving the house. Like, oh, my God, where's he going? I want to go with him. They're perfectly content staying in the house. They take after their daddy that way. I'm raising veal over here. I hope that answered your question. Uh, That is all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. DistortedView.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God.
4: Oh, hand, pussy, hand, pussy,
0: hand, pussy. The Distortion STD Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. If you're Sideshow members, I will see you tomorrow. Otherwise, I'll be back on Thursday. Until then, have a great day everybody you might think that I'm
3: batshit crazy it's simple you're you're nuts you're insane but all the popular guys have an STD so I went to a bareback party got tossed around like a tumbleweed (sighs) will you give AIDS to me I need a gay man now because I'm for bloom aids. i I've got the low itself esteem. Hey, say it. Will you give AIDS to me?
2: Man for man, seeking a dominant man or to lick my stinky button. Crack open my filthy festering man cunt. Deposit your HIV-infected kids Into my sins. Bring me Fill me with your disease Pretty please I would post that on Craigslist
3: Well, now I have HIV You have completed me My T-cell count is falling you can say goodbye to me Bye-bye Congratulations, you've been selected to receive AIDS All you have to do is put that cock in and out Just stick it in, The not fucking. fuck it The large minority of gays are into spreading AIDS Are into having it, are into blood, are into all this And it is totally depraved Thank you for giving AIDS to me Well, I got to eat, but other than that, I'm doing pretty good. (laughs) This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrob Media Group. Learn more at scrub.net.